Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You want to pump your body and expand your mind? There's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we're talking to those of you that are new to fitness. Some of you may be uh, intimidated by going into a gym. We totally get it. We were there. At one point ourselves, it's a totally different culture, lots of serious people, all kinds of machines, different ways to do exercises, like where to get started. So in today's episode, we talk about how you can overcome that fear so that you can utilize one of the best tools for improving your life, which is fitness and exercise. By the way, um, we put together a bundle for people just like you, and we discounted it tremendously, tremendously just for this episode. So in this bundle... We have MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Prime, and the Intuitive Nutrition Guide, which would normally cost you $243. And for this episode only, uh, it's going to cost you 80 bucks. You can find it at mapsfitnessproducts.com and use the code NOFEAR uh, for that discount. This episode is also brought to you by one of our sponsors, Legion. Legion makes high-performance supplements for people looking to improve their fitness, health, uh, accelerate fat loss, muscle building. It's a great company, and we have a discount code. Go check them out. Go to buylegion.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump and get 20% off. By the way, if you're a returning customer to Legion, use that code and get double rewards points. All right, here comes the show. If you're new to working out, the gym can be quite an intimidating place. Look, uh, we totally understand. That's why in today's episode, we're going to talk to you about how to overcome that fear so that you can improve your health and fitness and go to one of the best places on earth for doing so, the gym. So uh, this is a legit thing. I, 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 um, I think everybody goes through yeah. it at one point. They do. Even if you're, I think even if you're a, a fitness person, I think. When I, you first start. Yeah. I, I mean, I, do you guys remember your fir- very first gym membership? Can you remember it? Can I remember it? It's like yesterday. It was definitely not like yesterday. It was 1994. No. I, so I, I do, but you know, I, I had a different relationship. I can remember doing other things that I was very intimidated with. The gym was always something exciting to me, but I, that is not the average person. The average person feels uh, totally different walking in for the first time. And I didn't get this because I was such a fanatic as a kid. But when I started working in gyms and I started to do like tours and talk to people about signing up, you know, when I was selling memberships and I was managing them, majority, majority of people talked about how it was intimidating um, to walk into a gym. It's like, it wasn't just like one out of 10. It was like eight out of 10 people would, would comment on this. So I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll give you an example though, where I did feel intimidated um, with something. It was my first time doing judo and then my first time doing mm-hmm. uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Not first time, first months doing those things. I remember walking in and seeing all these people look so proficient and so serious. And I knew nothing. I knew no, you know, I don't know how to do any of the moves. I don't know what it was like. I don't know if, what the workouts were going to be like. I didn't even know how to tie my belt. 
Um, and it was like nerve wracking. It was super nerve wracking. Is there a special way to tie the belt? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, that was just a traditional knot. Like you tie your shoes. No, no, no. Oh really? There's a special way you it's tie the formality. To did so you know that? So much of it. Yeah. It's not just you formality. You yeah. fucking liar. You didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you knew there was a special knot for the, the, the gi? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you tie your, your gi, the belt wrong, the belt, then the, then the, the belt. Well, even like Taekwondo. Did you know that, Doug? Um, I did. Cause Brianna did Taekwondo. Yeah. There was okay. Taekwondo that, yeah. that exposed me There's to that. a specific knot that you make uh, to tie your belt. If I you did. don't, then your belt, it goes like this. Yeah. And then your coach. God, I'm all alone here. Andrew, save me. Are you, did you know? <laughs> you knew too. Jesus oh, Christ. Man, well. You're all by yourself. Well, it's like um, saying, is there a special way to wear shorts when you're playing basketball? Yeah. It's not that not, you wouldn't know that, but imagine if I showed up with my shorts on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that analogy. Yeah. Probably doesn't work either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a similar experience, but it was uh, going into Muay Thai and it was like, uh, I knew nothing about um, martial arts in general at that point. I just was like, I want to do this. I want to pursue this. Thankfully, I went with a friend, uh, which kind of helped, you know, some of that anxiety going in because everybody there knew what they were doing already. And they were like aggressively going through these moves. And I'm like, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, are they just going to throw me in uh, and spar right away? Is it one of those kind of places? Or is it like one where they're actually going to focus on technique? Uh, I just, the anticipation of what to expect really was like what was daunting for me. Yeah. What, so what am about I, you? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, am I? the only one that actually i mean i felt this gym intimidation for me i was i was super nervous to go to the gym you how old were mm. you when you first walked in 17 16 or 17 okay mm. so you well yeah you guys so was younger, earlier than me so my only experience before getting this gym membership was uh my my one of my good friends his dad had a little garage gym super basic and we literally did it was like a bench with the leg bicep curls thing. tricep pushdowns and Every once in a while, my other buddies would convince me to bench, but I hated to bench because my form was terrible. Mm -hmm. I was weak as shit. So it was really intimidating for me to even bench. So I actually didn't even bench press, which is like the staple exercise that every teenage boy does, right? Because yeah. he wants to say how much he benches where I was so terrible in it that and so intimidated to do it because my form was such was so shitty. That all I did was buy some curls and push downs. And then when I get to this gym, and it was a massive gym. You guys actually been to the gym. Oh, that's right. That oh, we shot. We, we filmed we our um, first aesthetic. So that was my yeah. first gym. That was my very first gym. Oh, that's a hardcore gym. That's yeah. a hardcore and it's gym. a hardcore gym with yeah. all kinds of stuff yeah. in there. And so, and I was extremely weak. So, and in, in these times, especially a gym like that, mostly dudes. It was like, it, there was hardly any girls in that gym. It was a, a lot of guys that were much bigger, much stronger, older than I was. And so it was a, a really, now luckily for me, I did go with a friend. I don't know if I would have went by myself, to be honest. You know, like trying to remember what, what I was thinking back then, like I would have been probably pretty scared and nervous to do it all by myself. At least I had him and he was a little more comfortable in that. He was much stronger than I was. And so I kind of leaned on that. Wow, um, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, so I was intimidated, but not the first gym I went to because the first gym I went to was nothing like what you just explained. So the first gym I went to was the YMCA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that would have that would have been a better place. Yeah. For me to start. So I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah. So now I remember uh, the first like hardcore gym I went to or, or big gym, right? So I was sixteen, and um, let's see, 15, I was either fifteen or sixteen, maybe fifteen and a half, and I was able to ride my bike to the YMCA, and I talked my mom into co-signing for me to 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 join this gym. And the YMCA, the weight area was tiny. It was literally the size of where we film out there, maybe a little smaller. 
And now I had already been working out for a year and a half. So I was familiar with pretty much everything I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So I went and I was excited. Now, the first time I went into a big gym, uh, it was uh, a world gym. And I remember walking in and I oh. saw an Olympic uh, platform, which I had no experience with Olympic lifting. I had no experience with chalk, rubber plates, anything like that. And there were big, strong, mm. loud people in there. And I was like right away, like, I'm just going to stay in the corner, yeah. not do anything. This is super, you know, intimidating um, because, and, and again, that's what I experienced in judo and jujitsu. It's uh, it, every, every time you do something that is new and you're in an area or a space where there's lots of proficient people, there's a culture and you're walking into a brand new culture that you're not familiar with. Right. Yeah. And people look very serious and very focused. So right away you feel out of place and judged. You feel both out of place and judged. Now, the irony is, you guys know, is that, um, and you learn this very quickly when you start working out, is that it's the most welcoming place ever. Yeah. It like, takes a while to, uh, I, th I think you get past your own insecurities yes, of it to yes. be able to receive it. Even when it's there, it's like you're very, you know, much, uh, uh, you have all your walls up and your guards up because I think it's just what you've created this narrative in your mind of like, Oh my God, what am I going to experience? Cause I, it's funny you mentioned uh, worlds. Cause that was the first one that outside of, so I had experience at school being trained with weight training, I think, which really helped uh, because we actually had a class that mm. took us through like all the technique and, and all the lifts. And then we would actually work out as a team uh, through sports. But in terms of like a commercial gym, my first experience was at a world's in, in Scotts Valley, Dave Draper's gym. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a great gym. Yeah. And they, there was all, it was like very bodybuilder. Like there was nothing but these huge bodybuilder guys in there and like, you know, some ladies, but um, it how was, old were you? I was probably, yeah, I was probably 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I went in there by myself. I, I didn't have a friend. And so I was super, and I, I wanted to have a plan for the summer because I was like, I got to keep training. And, uh, I thought it was local and it was close. And so I went in there and it was intimidating because it was just like guys getting after and it, it's serious because it's, again, they're competing and, and they're, and they're jacked. And, and I was this tiny, you know, skinny kid, like getting in there and, and seeing like all of the pictures on the wall of everybody's, you know, past, you know, uh, stage performances and, and awards and all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, it, I mean, it was kind of cool. Like I was very much in awe of like the, the, the gym itself, but it was, it was like, wow, these guys are beasts. I had a great experience the first time. So my fear, and I think this is a lot of people's fear is that they're going to do something wrong. Like they're going to use a machine wrong or they're going to exercise wrong yeah. or they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, as, as a gym manager, much later, I would see these members. They'd come in half the time. It was because I signed them up and I'd see them wander over to something and kind of look at it. And they're afraid to use it or want, they want to make sure they do it right. So I'd make sure I come over and help them real quick. But I was, I, this, I've told this story so many times. I had this great ex experience where I was doing leg press and um, I had just recovered from a dislocated kneecap. And I, I just, I'm like, I need to strengthen my legs. Uh, the, the physical therapy helped only so much. I still felt unstable. And I just said, screw it. I'm going to work out my legs. Um, and I think that'll help. And I'm doing leg press. And there was a group of this at the point at this time, the strongest people I'd ever seen in my life. There's these, these power lifters. They're probably in their thirties and forties. You know, they look like old men to me. Right. And 
one of them, you know, he sees me and I'm going after it. And part of me going after it was that's the way I, I was a kid and I was, you know, I really wanted to build muscle. The other part of me was the, that was going after it was I was working out next to these guys and I didn't, I, I didn't want to be judged as not, you know, working out serious or whatever. So I'm really pushing it. Right. And one of the guys comes over to me and he kind of smirks and I immediately felt like embarrassed or shame, ashamed. And he says, uh, you're working hard. And he goes, what are you trying to do? So I'm trying to build my legs. And he goes, you're using the wrong machine. He goes, you should be squatting over here. He goes, why don't you come over here and jump in and do some, some squats with us? And it was like, uh, I, and it, it, this was such a, um, a, a life-changing moment for me because I realized that I had my own ideas, my own, um, you know, what I thought was happening was not what was happening. I thought I was being judged. I thought people were looking at me. I don't know what I'm doing, skinny kid. What are you doing here? Get out of our gym. We're serious or whatever. But the reality is, and this is the truth because then I'm on the other end of it, right? Later on when I'm the one working out, when I know what I'm doing and I see people like that, I'm not thinking anything like, what are you doing here? You're new, whatever. I'm always thinking, wow, that's amazing. That's so great. I, you know, I, I, I hope there's an opportunity yeah. for me to help them. See if I can encourage them somehow. Yeah. Like, and that's exactly what they were thinking. It wasn't what I thought, which was they're judging me. They're making fun of me or whatever. And, and they showed me that. And then from then on, it was like this great experience. And I learned some incredible lessons, uh, that day, but it, it really, I, I can totally understand why somebody would be intimidated because people are focused. They're not necessarily social. They're maybe social with each other, especially the, the, the regulars, but people are in there doing their thing. They're very focused. People who are serious about their fitness, like they're, they're in their space, they're doing it. And so you're kind of walking in and you're like, uh, okay, like what's going on? It's this weird culture. Everybody's super serious. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. So I I totally understand um, why I could feel this way, but it's, it's a lot of it is what you're thinking yourself that other people are thinking about you, but it's, it's that aren't it. They're not. I mean, it's the most accepting place in the world. I don't think it's much different than learning almost anything for the first time. I think the same type of, you know, butterflies and fears and concerns are almost the same. The only difference I would say is it's actually more welcoming. Like I, I remember, I remember learning how to play basketball and, and joining a game. Like, boy, you want to talk about like people being hard on you? Like, you join a, a pickup game and you've never played that sport. Well, they're before. directly competing against you. Yes, yeah. and like, and so, and and the people on your team, if you don't understand the the fundamentals of the game, like that could yeah. be, they're not going to give you the ball. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's rough. You know, wakeboarding, snowboarding, doing these sports first time, falling all day long. You know, in front of friends or peers or stuff like that. Like those, I think those things. Uh, were as intimidating, if not more, and there's less of a, a welcoming feeling. Where I, in the gym is actually that's what you'll find. You'll find that you may have the same type of fear and intimidation going in, but the the more you do it, the the sooner you'll realize like actually how welcoming the community is. And I think maybe maybe it's because people think it's like this exclusive group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's more like a group thing. Like, oh, there's, there's the, the hundred people inside the gym and it's like this in click or whatever that. And it's not like that. It's like what you said where everybody is so focused on their own personal goals and stuff like that. And if you find yourself talking to somebody, most people, even if you're messing up and doing it all wrong, are very encouraging. They're not going to put you down. Like you make, again, you make a, 
uh, you don't understand what a screen is, or you make a bad pass, or you do a, a stupid thing in, in, in playing a game like basketball with other people, like you're going to get ringed for that. Roasted. Yeah, you make a you make a mistake on how to use a machine or how to rack the weights properly, something like that. People are going to come over and like criticize no, the, you. They're going to come over and help you. The only time you'll ever mm-hmm. get ostracized in a gym is if you made fun of someone who was trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're the if you openly make fun of someone, the rest of the people in that gym who are who are consistent, mm-hmm. they're going to get you out of that gym. Now, I think the first thing to realize is that you're actually not the exception. You're no. the rule. Yeah. The vast majority of gyms, and, and we know this personally because we managed big gyms in some of the busiest gyms in the country we managed or grand opened. I mean, we're talking about thousands and thousands of workouts a day, 30, 40,000 square foot facilities. The vast majority of people in the gym working out are not super consistent, been working out for years, people. In fact, that's a small, tiny group. And and when I would manage a new gym, a new big box, I would get to know the regulars very quickly because it was a small group. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of people were in and out. And if you look at the statistics, it's actually quite true. Most people start working out and then stop after six months or so. So when you're in a gym and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing or whatever, it, you're not the only one. You're the majority. Most people There's are thinking- There's a wave of people behind you that don't know what they're Yeah, doing. most people in the gym are, are having a tough time. Even the most hardcore gym that you could think of if you go in there, you're still probably a majority. I mean, there's still probably 40% of them would be a lot if you went into like a super hardcore where 40% are like regulars, but you're still like part of the 60%. In in more commercial gyms, it's like 90%. 90%. I mean, when I manage big gyms, I mean, you guys did the same thing. You would manage a big gym for years. Uh, the most of the people walking in to work out, you wouldn't recognize almost every day. Almost yeah. every day. Yeah. Of a, of a, and this is something you, you worked in on a daily basis. So- and this is a good realization because when you realize you're not alone, because I think one of the number one uh, reasons why people fear or you know or feel you know afraid of going to a gym is they feel like they're the only one. But the reality is that's like most people. Most people in there are totally new or have just come back or really have a lot of questions, not sure what's going on. So you're not the only one by a long shot. A lot of people are like that. Yeah, I think the next step is also uh, making peace with like the worst outcome that you are going to suck. Just like anything else, I mean, if it's if it's the first you've time, you've never done it before, yeah, and that and that's part of the learning curve that everybody had to go through at one mm-hmm. point, whether they experienced it five, ten years before you, or experiencing it right with you, or just experienced it a month ago. Like everybody experiences that, and the more comfortable you can get with accepting that, hey, this is going to be difficult. I probably will make mis- some mistakes. I probably will have some setbacks. I probably will spin my wheels for a little bit, just like anything else that I've learned for the very first time. Make peace with that. Understand that everybody also went through that. You're yeah. totally normal. You are not the exception. And I think that is the first key is to get through that. It's it's interesting you bring that up. That's something that um, I noticed even personally, I've been getting better at just recently like that this is something that like every time you do something brand new um it's it's so intimidating just because you start like you start thinking about like all of these scenarios all the worst case scenario all these things that like you know may uh, give you some kind of justice justified reason to maybe avoid it or maybe i don't go today or maybe i just don't get started with it 
Uh, and, you know, even just learning uh, initially, I was trying to sort of lead the way with my kids and be like, well, maybe I'll learn a little bit of jujitsu and see, you know, what it's all about. And so it's like, I have to like, you know, step into a new environment, a new culture, uh, learn things that I know nothing about and just be completely humble in that environment. To, but the sooner I, I just realized I, I'm going to suck, I'm going to be terrible. Like I, I'm just here to like, literally follow the guidance of the instructor and like do what, what what's necessary in that moment. And that's all I can focus on is just, I'm going to be in the moment and uh, you know, release that. And yes. once I was, you know, kind of release that it's, it's a lot of weight goes off your shoulders. The disappointment happens when, when reality doesn't meet your expectations. Okay. So if you expect, this is by the way, this is what you should expect that you're going to suck because you've never done it before, then you're fine. You're going to be okay. If you're like, oh, I hope I don't mess up. I hope that I can do this thing. Like you're going to get a lot of disappointment because you've never done it before. If you've never done a barbell bench press, you've never done a barbell over overhead press or a lateral, or I don't care, name the exercise. If you've never done it before, it's a skill. So that means you're going to not be good at it. You're going to have to practice it before you get better. So when you walk into the gym, one of the best ways in my experience to overcome the fear of that potential disappointment is to expect that you're not going to be good at it. So you walk in, you're like, I'm totally not going to be good at this. And then you're okay with the fact, and it sounds funny, but it's totally true. I did, this happened to me when I, there was a, a short period of time, very short period of time. I think it was like a four month period where I did yoga and I'm not the most uh, limber flexible person in the world. This is, this is a, this is an area of, 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 of challenge for me. And I, I remember I was like, I don't want to do yoga. I don't want to do. And I had these staff members that were like, you need to do yoga. You make us lift weights. These are, these are like the wellness people that worked in my studio. And they made a good point. They're like, you've made us squat and deadlift and it's really transformed us. Why don't you do what we ask you? And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I'm like, all right, I'll do yoga. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why don't I want to do this? I'm like, I know why. Because I know I'm going to, because I don't want to <laughs> like suck. suck. And I'm yeah. like, but wait a minute, of course I'm going to suck. So I went in like expecting to suck and it was this great experience. I had no, no issues because it was my expectation. I met my expectation. In fact, I exceeded it because I expected to suck really bad and I did a little bit better than I thought. Yeah. And I left feeling much better versus like, oh, I better do well because I'm a fitness person. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, disappointing myself. Now, the next thing is, uh, and this I learned when um, I started doing more public speaking, this particular thing. So I uh, I don't really get nervous talking on camera or interviewing or doing podcasts. Depending on the environment and the crowd and the group, I can sometimes get nervous uh, public speaking. And um, this, this is going to sound obvious to some people, but to me it wasn't so obvious at the time. I talked to a friend of mine um, uh, who does phenomenal public speaking, and he said, um, why don't you, you know, plan your speech, like plan what you're going to talk about. And I'm like, duh, like if I have a plan, I'm going to go out and not feel so scared because I know what I'm going to cover. So when you go to the gym, have a plan, have a plan. When you go in, mm -hmm. follow a program or know what you're going to do because it could be far more intimidating to walk in and then be like, what do I do now? Right. Know what your plan is going to be as you walk in. Yeah. And I think that, and this kind of, you know, feeds into the next point is make that simple too. I think people overcomplicate that, especially at the beginning uh, when they're not sure what they're doing. They're like, Oh man, there's so many exercises to do. And there's so many machines in here. And, you know, we've talked 
at nauseum on the show of the most important movements, the biggest bang for your buck, um, you know, sticking with those four or five movements that could keep you busy for a long time. So coming in with this plan of like, I'm going to get good at these, these movements and keeping it simple, I think is a great strategy versus trying to learn all these different machines that are in every gym, by the way, too, is that way. Like I don't think I've ever been to a gym where there's not a piece of equipment that I'm unfamiliar with or haven't seen yet. So mm. thinking you're going to go in a gym and feel like you're going to know every piece of equipment. I've been doing this for 20 years, still going to gyms to this day and see a new piece of equipment that I'm unfamiliar with. So instead of bouncing around to all these machines that are unfamiliar, you know, stick to the four or five basic movements and get good you at know them. what the irony is of what you're saying, Adam? Hmm. That's also simultaneously the <laughs> most effective way to work out. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like if you want to get the best results with uh, a workout, you're better off doing a few effective movements and mastering them mm -hmm. than you are doing a whole bunch, a plethora of different exercises and becoming a master of none of them. I think this is true for like anything that involves skill, any sport, right? Like, you could learn 15 different ways to throw punches and kicks in martial art. What did Bruce Lee say? I, I fear the man, not the man who knows a thousand kicks, but the man who practices one kick a thousand times or something uh -huh. like that. Isn't that true for the yeah. sports you guys play? It's always about the basics. Yep. Yeah, every single time. And and that's it. That's the thing is it relieves so much of the, that anxiety because it's you just have a few items that you really need to concentrate on. And, you know, in that way, too, like it's. You, you can kind of stick within a, a similar area. You don't have to like, you know, bounce around all over the gym because the gym's a pretty big place and there's lots of different uh, moving parts going around. And I think that people think that they have to just kind of explore and, and do this massive workout that's going to take them throughout the entire gym floor. When in fact, like if you just stick with the basics, you're going to get more bang for your buck. And also too, you're going to slowly kind of familiarize yourself with that environment. You know, also talking about sticking to the basics and also kind of having a plan, you know, something that we would do if we were coaching a client, the very first thing that I do with somebody is an assessment on the very first visit. The very first visit, I'm going to see their starting point, how well they move. Now, uh, not everybody can afford to have a personal trainer, but this was a big part of the motivation behind Maps Prime yes. was to give people a kind of a universal tool so they could assess themselves and have a good starting point. So they know point. what movements to focus on. Right. And yeah. this is, I think this is an important strategy because the part that's going to be difficult for anybody starting off is the losing body fat, building muscle. It, that's, that's difficult. It takes, and there's more involved than just going to the gym than just that, right? You have to do, you have to figure out caloric balance. You got to figure out what macros you need. There's, a, there's levels to this, but what you can start to see progress in right away is how well your body moves and having a baseline of what you can and can't do through like some sort of an assessment and then a way to look back. To me, it's an incredibly powerful strategy that I didn't have when I first started that I wish I had because, you know, there might be the first month you go by and you don't see major change on the scale or you don't notice that you're getting way, way stronger yet. And mm -hmm. so you're discouraged. But if you have something to refer back to and see like, oh, I'm moving much better, you're progressing. And so there's yep. many ways that we can progress in the gym and having a good baseline for and a plan when you first start, I think is essential. And again, ironically, that gives you the best results. It's like, um, it, you know, I think part of the problem is when people and this is part of the fitness industry's uh, fault is that they they make people body part focused not exercise and skill focused. So someone goes to the gym and says, I want to train and they're, and they're new. Like I want to work on these areas. I want to work on my back and my butt 
and my shoulders. And then they go to the gym and they say, where's the back, butt, and shoulder exercises? And there's like 25 different machines. Yeah. Instead, they could be like, uh, I want to get good at deadlift, overhead press, squat. Three movements. Which, by the way, will develop those areas I just said. Yeah. Better than any other. Build a fantastic physique. Yeah, that, yeah. I, those are the, those three exercises will do more than all those twenty machines combined for that that are all shoulders, butt, and back. Um, so literally, if 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 you view it as a skill base versus a body part focus, you'll do much better. And again, ironically, I mean, Maps Anabolic, one of our most popular workout programs, uh, actually our most popular workout program uses not a lot of exercises. It's like few movements, um, but those are the effective movements and you learn how to do them really well and then you get phenomenal results versus like, oh, every workout's 15 different movements and I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. Um, which brings us to another thing, which is you're better off going to the gym daily and spending a little time there than you are uh, or, or exercising a little bit every day than you are going infrequently and spending a whole long, a, a lot of time. Why? Because frequency builds familiarity. So it's cool to go to the gym, you know, a couple days a week where you spend some time in there, but then, you know, maybe go in there every single day, spend 10, 15 minutes, make yourself familiar with the environment. Um, it desensitizes you to some of the fears that you have. Uh, this is even a useful strategy for people who have other kinds of fears. Uh, they, they desensitize you by frequent exposure. It's called exposure therapy. So if you just show up every day, do 15 minutes, 20 minutes, every once in a while, spend an hour, um, you're going to get over that fear much faster. Yeah. Just think about the alternative to that, what you're setting yourself up for. If you're trying to do like this really long, elaborate workout and like accomplish all these things in that one, uh, gym time there. And then, you know, you made the tendencies to overdo it and you're going to feel that soreness and, and That's true. you know, you're going to get all these kind of like deterrence psychologically now for you to come back and then, you know, keep frequently hitting the gym. It's like, you want to make it a, a, an inviting uh, environment for yourself and, and have that kind of energy where you, I want to go back. And so you, you lean a little bit more towards less, I would say. It's also a, a obviously a, an incredible way to um, build habits. I mean, uh, only going two or three times out of the week is fine. And you can build a physique doing that. Uh, but going every single day is more likely to build a lifelong habit. Even if it's like 15 minutes. Right. Even yeah. if it's 15 minutes or even if it's you, and this happens a lot for me where I would go and just walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, mm -hmm. stretch for 20 or 15 minutes, maybe practice one movement and get out. You don't always have to go to the gym. That's another problem with our, our space is this, you know, you got to crush it and kill it and, you know, no days off this, this mentality of destroying yourself in the gym all the time. It's like, that's, that's how a recipe, how you don't create a habit, right? How you dread going to the, the gym because mm -hmm. it's like, Oh my God, the last time I went, I just crushed it. I couldn't walk for four days. It's like, instead it should be a place that you go to and you walk out of it feeling refreshed or good. And I think that is a problem in, with our, with the fitness culture right now is this idea that you need to walk out feeling destroyed. You are actually touching on something that's very important, which is that sometimes the fear that people have with the gym is the fear of th this is going to beat me up. Last time I got so sore, yeah. last time I almost passed out or I felt like throwing up. Yeah. That's a real fear. That's a real fear. Like if you had that kind of an experience, especially the first few weeks that you started working out, like why would I want to go back? Like I, I know, why would you want to go back if you're not, if you've never really worked out, you've never done this before and then you go 
and then you're like walking out of the gym and your legs are shaking. You get in the car. Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I got to go lay down. Like, and then, you know, three, four days later, you start to, you know, recover a little bit. Like, oh, I got to go back. Like, I don't want, like, that didn't feel right. Right. But what if instead you went in and you trained yourself appropriately? You spent a little bit of time, you left feeling good. That fear is not going to be there. In fact, you might even look forward to the fact that you felt so good. You're like, you know, last time I did that, it wasn't so bad. It felt pretty good. And then again, ironically, uh, incidentally, that's the best way to get results. The funny thing is everything we're saying here yeah. isn't just to get you over your fears. It's actually also the best way to get best results. Your body responds the best to that type of a mentality going in and that stimulus. Well, that's totally. the other problem with that mentality of going in there and crushing it is not only is it, you know, it can be fearful for some people, but it's also frustrating. Imagine doing something yeah. uncomfortable like that, crushing it for say weeks on end, and then seeing little to no return. Like, and that was this was my experience with mm -hmm. people that would tell me like working out wasn't for them. It would be like, oh, I'd rather be fifteen or twenty pounds overweight and not having to beat myself up in the gym and eating salads all day long. They're like, yeah, because it, it barely produced anything. For yeah, them. so it's like the, you know, just like if you were to show up to work and get nothing on a paycheck or hardly anything on a paycheck, how long do you continue working for that 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 business, right? So it's same concept. Like, so you know, not only is it cause fear, but then it also causes frustration because you're working so hard and getting such little return that. If you only knew that, you know, working out smarter and having a better approach, plan, strategy, uh, practicing movements, mm -hmm. trying to leave the gym feeling refreshed and good, not feeling beat up afterwards, will actually serve you more, both results and in consistency and overcoming the fear. Totally. And then, now, lastly, I'll say this, and this sounds, this is going to, you know, maybe trigger someone's like little fear button, but, um, and I get this, but. You know, when you're in there and you need help with an exercise or technique, or I'm not quite sure how to set up this machine, or am I doing this right? Some the, the most helpful people you'll find in that gym are the most serious members. Okay, so the really strong woman or guy or person who's like looks like they're just laser focused. You know, wait till they're not doing an exercise. Don't approach someone while they're exercising. That's dangerous. But then walk up yeah, to them and say, hey. Squat, tap on their shoulder. Yeah, don't tap don't on someone's do shoulder mid-squat. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Somebody could get hurt. But you go up to a mid-set when they're, you know, not mid-set, but in between their sets, and you tap on their shoulder and say, hey, look, I'm trying an exercise. I don't know how to do it. Um, do you have a few seconds to give to lend me a hand? You will find the most helpful people in the world in a situation like that. I do it. I mean, I do it at least once a month. Somebody asks me something mm -hmm. while I'm working out, and, um, and I help them, and I love it, and it's great. And... Um, but I can understand why that's scary. I don't like asking for help at all, period. Um, that's just an ego thing for me. But when you do, and then you find that, you know, they give you great advice, it's amazing. And those serious members are the best people to ask for help. In my I opinion. mean, you also have, there's most gyms have mem or have um, employees and trainers too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also an option too. I mean, if you see a, a trainer floating around, uh, that's what the, just like you wouldn't interrupt someone in the middle of set. Don't interrupt a trainer in the middle of coaching a client. But you know, every you'll notice that every trainer ends up ending a session on the hour or half hour mark. And so when you see them in between and and catch a moment to ask them questions or maybe somebody that works at the front desk to support and or your point, the the most serious person in the gym many times is also going to be the most friendly because they've been doing this for a really long time. And at one point, they were right where you were at and mm -hmm. they remember that. So absolutely reach out to those people. Absolutely. So if you follow those things and you stay somewhat, and you stay consistent, relatively consistent, 
you'll not only start to get over this fear, um, but then you'll start to find that you're going to be the person on the other end um, and you'll be the one that will be able to help other people who are just uh, getting started. And that's a great place to be. By the way, if you're just getting started and you want the plan, you want it laid out for you, you don't necessarily want to hire a trainer, which I think is the best option, but hiring a trainer can be quite uh, expensive and costly. We have workout programs that you can follow. It's got exercises, tells you the reps, the sets. You click on it. You can watch the video of us demonstrating or one of our people demonstrating how to do it right. And we have something called a starter bundle, which we designed specifically for people just getting started. And because it's a bundle, it's already discounted. But then what we did with this episode is we took an additional uh, discount. So what you get with this is MAPS Anabolic, which is our one of our um, our best programs, uh, especially for people getting started. Then we have MAPS Prime, which is a great way to assess yourself so you know what movements you should start with. And then we have a, a nutrition guide in there to help you with diet because that's important. This entire bundle um, is $80. Uh, I think retail would cost you almost 250 bucks, so 80 bucks. And what you want to do is if you want to sign up for this, because it's just for this episode, is you go to mapsfitnessproducts.com, you go to starter bundle, but then you have to use this code, otherwise you won't get the discount. No fear. So N-O-F-E-A-R. No fear will give you $80 for all those programs, get you started. And we hope you get started uh, because that's one of the big goals here with Mind Pump is to get people to start fitness and stick with it. Uh, for life because uh, we see so much value in it. Look, if you like the show, you can also find more free information um, at mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at mindpumpjustin. You can find me at mindpumpdestefano and you can find Adam at mindpumpadam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.